Hello and welcome to episode two of the Married Not Friends podcast, the podcast where we talk about all the things. I'm still trying to figure out what that's going to be. I am Mary Pat Ward and I'm here with my husband, not my friend, Dougie Douglas, Douglas Dougie Ward. Hello again. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I know you hate those intros. I do. (laughs) And I'm going to keep doing them because of that. It's cringy. Why is it cringy? It puts everything together really quickly. It's cringy. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm going by people that have done successful podcasting. (laughs) I don't know. Where they recap it real quickly and then they get on with their talk. But like you have to put some context in there. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) So let's start uh, with recap of episode one. Yes. Um... Feelings? I thought it was good. Kind of therapeutic, even. Okay. Yeah. I, gu- I guess for me, no. It felt, as you know, I love talking about myself. So I guess that's therapeutic in a way. We didn't get into anything like super crazy. Crazy. No. So. My sister pointed out, like, right away that we were missing things in our story. So, (laughs) I didn't want to reveal all of our amazing secrets right away. You know? You just, like, walked away right now in the middle of the podcast. I didn't walk away. I was getting a thing because it's hot. I was, like, talking to you and you just walked away. I was getting a thing to to dab my head. Like, it's like a a (laughs) furnace in this kitchen. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, were you even paying attention to what I said? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, clearly we didn't share all of our amazing stories. Right. I think that'll come with time. But, yeah. yes, that was pointed out. So, people did listen to it. Yeah. So, we were excited. <laughs> we were excited that people were, like, listening. And then I realized it was because I listened to it that we got, like, our first first like three Our, it was not i only listened to it once thank you very much you're welcome but yes i was excited i'm like oh someone listened already and then i realized it was like me that listened to it that was very funny why would they have a system that's like that because you looked to listen from your phone if you listen probably from the account it probably wouldn't have counted okay it. i'm just saying because I know with, like, uh, the fan fiction sites, when you write stories and stuff, and you go to read your own story, it doesn't count that. Because you're going from your account. Right, yeah. I know what you're saying. But still. You listened from your own phone. Oh, right, went, went right. From mine. But I was know. under Dougie. Oh, no, it wasn't. It, it doesn't. I wasn't signed into Google that way. I was right. just signed into your email. Right. Okay. I, I take it all back then. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get All right. Okay. So we can talk about that real quick. I'm like... 90? No. In the outside world, 90. I'm like a hacker savant, like Veronica Mars investigator. People come to me to get things done. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Well, I'm exaggerating, but not exaggerating in the way that like very fully functioning as an adult. When there's like a technological thing at work... I, like, figure it out, right? When, like, there's something that needs to be found or whatever, I'm, like, I do the thing. Somehow, 
across the threshold over into our house, I'm like, I don't know what happens to me. <laughs> I shut down and I can't turn on a television. I can't like figure out lights. I still don't know what light switch <laughs> turns on the front light in our house and we've been living here seven years. <laughs> I don't know if I just use up all of my stuff outside and then when I come inside. Lucky me. <laughs> I become, I don't know, I'm like, where am I? I don't I don't know how to do things. I like hit buttons on my phone, I don't know what's happening. This is this is from a woman who gets a cell phone and like so many people are about customization and like <laughs> I want my phone to look like this and this ringtone. This woman literally has the default ringtone and like the default screen and nothing set up on her phone that's not already default. And it drives me crazy. I think the most thing you have is because I stole your phone and put my picture on the <laughs> speed dial. Yes. So when you have your moments, you can be like, hit doggy picture. You know what's funny, and too? Like, favorites me. or emergency contacts is is on my phone, which, what's going to happen in an emergency? Like, someone's going to dial <laughs> she's just going to run around with yeah. their, like, ah! I haven't even done that or, like, make you, like, the emergency contact right. at the top. She'd be the worst in an emergency. She'd be the worst in an emergency. And then I got my hand caught in the window and... She, like, ran out of the front of the house? She's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> just like, just get me a screwdriver. I can't, <laughs> can't get my hand out. Was just, like, running back and forth. <laughs> well, we're not... So that goes into, like, some of the stuff that just happens at the house. Like yeah. I said, fully functioning... I'm careful because of the context of what I work and what I do. I have to be careful, obviously, with the podcast. I can't yeah. be, like, divulging any proprietary things, understandably. I need to still be employed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very functional at work, or at least I think I am. Maybe, yeah. it, well, pff, maybe I'm not. But I felt like, I feel like I am. Um, yeah. But at home, I don't seem to be able to, like, pull it together. We had a bat in the house. It was a year ago. Yeah. And uh, as I've described it to folks, or how people saw it play out on social media that evening, <laughs> Iz and I ran around this house like a Scooby-Doo episode, where at one point the bat is chasing us, and then at some point <laughs> it switches. We're chasing the bat from the front room to the living room to the kitchen then at one point we decide instead of locking the bat into like one place and then figuring it out isn't i lock ourselves into the kitchen so the bat has the rest of the house to fly around in and then we called douglas and made him come home from work yeah right uh-huh and, and then I had to trick you both into not following me because you both would have freaked out. <laughs> so we were, our biggest fear for some reason is that the bat's going to get caught in our hair. I don't know if that's like a horror movie thing or just something you, you're born with where you're like, the bat's going to like get caught in your hair. I think some point in history it happened like once, once and it, because, because somebody had like the big poofy hair. And bats generally go around people because that's where the insects kind of gather around right. people. 
So they like swoop in to eat insects and it probably misjudged and got caught in somebody's hair and then like it spread through 70 years of, <laughs> it's going to get stuck in my hair. All I know is and I were wearing pants hats that night. It was like out of control. So Dougie comes home to us, like the bat having the house and us locked in the kitchen, which is like a thousand degrees. Yeah. We're wearing pants hats because that's what the tools at our disposal. <laughs> and so... You decide at one point to, like, get the bat. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, I need this thing from downstairs. I'm like the Joker. I'm getting the bat. (laughs) The bat. So you send me downstairs to get something that isn't easily found. I asked you to go get my gloves. (laughs) Right. Because I knew that they weren't at the top of the stairs. I told you they were at the top of the stairs. And I just, (laughs) your whole plan was, I'm going to help you. But if you were going to help me, why couldn't you just do it yourself and I had to come home from work? Well, I felt more secure with you here. How so about that? I had to that? trick you into not freaking out because I knew at some point if I couldn't get the bat, the bat inside the box, that it was going to start flying around again. Yeah. And of course, I couldn't get it properly into the back, so it took off and was circling both rooms, kind of doing a figure eight. Right. And I'm like, don't come in here. You're like, why? I was like, it's flying. <laughs> Stay in the kitchen. So I just opened, turned on every light we had, opened the front door. Yeah, and, and let it fly out of the house and back up into the attic. I don't know if it went into the attic. I'm just saying, we're so, what did we learn? We drove the one, this is not the first bat, by the way, no. that has that we have found in this haunted house. It's not haunted. <laughs> you claim it's haunted because you don't like the bathroom. The bathroom's haunted because it's a weird bathroom. It's discomforting. Oh, don't even get me started about bathrooms in Scranton in general. That'll be another episode. I have very strong feelings about what afterthoughts bathrooms are in the city of Scranton. In houses, from small houses to what we saw today was like the Woolworth Mansion and the afterthought of what bathrooms are, for some reason, in homes in Scranton. They, like, put the whole thing together. There's paint, curtains, and they're like, oh, right, we should build a bathroom. Use that third closet. (laughs) (laughs) Let's build this shanty uh, attached to the house, and it's the bathroom. I don't don't understand why bathrooms are such afterthoughts. Where where the toilet and the sink are, like, a foot apart. Oh, my God. Your knee. The tub is beyond that. on the toilet, and your knee is touching the shower bathtub. Like, why? (laughs) Why? And that's not just in this house. That's like in a lot of houses. We've looked at stuff online. It's the same. It's it's very crazy. Anyway, bats. Not our first bat in this house. It's an old house. It was built in 1897 on top of a mine. It it sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode. It does. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. Um, the old coal miner. <laughs> who haunts these grounds? <laughs> well, bats clearly haunt this house because we, we've had a couple. One, Isabel, <laughs> it must have fell in the toilet at some point and is peed on it. Half asleep. I don't even know. That was a lost cause. Yeah. One, we drove to Nanny Coke. Yeah. Was that the baby bat? Well, you think they're all babies. They're just little brown bats. The one clearly was, like, a little one hanging on the front curtain. Even Iz wasn't afraid. Like, it was the saddest thing ever. I think that was the one that we drove and let free. Which I thought was dying in the box, and I was freaking out. And then I took one up to work. 
Oh, and you took one up to work. Was that oh the my. first one? I think that might have been the first one. Is that the first one? Yeah. Was the second one the pedon bat? Yeah. That that yeah that had a burial at sea. Um, oh goodness, they're all yeah. Anyway, so that's one of our, you know, just part of our regular life. That's for sure. What were we supposed to be doing? Oh, recapping episode one. Yeah. Wow, I got off on a tangent there. Yeah, you did. Sorry. Anyway, I thought episode one went really well. It did, we didn't get into the, what was the, why can't. Not sure. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I think there's a gas leak in the house because I can't think. Well, maybe You're, there is. I do nap a lot. We have to talk, we'll have to talk about your energy. It's, that'll be a, one of our things. About your energy. <laughs> your energy today? Your <laughs> energy, always, what you do to people. Is. Oh, man. So, so our first episode was really just like getting to know us, I guess. Which is funny because the only people that probably listen to episode one are people that already know us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now they got to learn more. And we just shared it on our like personal kind of things got a couple likes and a couple comments i mean what what are we expecting right. although i did for the the app that we use or we're using or whatever dougie got an alert about someone wanting to sponsor us or be a sponsor yeah, but i think that's just i think right thing. so i was like all excited i'm like i was already like ready to spend our millions of dollars you're gonna get from this podcast and then Dougie's pretty much like everyone probably gets that after they publish their first podcast. Like, you get this thing. Yeah, because everybody just wants their stuff out there. Right. Like, whether it's like, you know, some. <laughs> and I don't expect. Mom to... and pop. Right. Place. But they figure it's going to be free advertising. Like, oh, a new podcast. We'll get free advertising. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But I just, I was like already like, we're, what house are we buying in LA? But the good thing about this <laughs> this app we're using is it does all the kind of the heavy lifting. It it like puts out. Um, Don't be. Are you sharing our trade secrets? I'm just kidding. I was just really kidding. Right. <laughs> I Jesus. was just kidding. No, explain. I think this is kind of cool. It puts out all the requests to where we, <laughs> where you can have access to the podcast. That's all. Yeah. All right. Jeez. It's like it's on Spotify. Right. It's like a one stop shop. Yeah. Because Dougie has another podcast. It's on hiatus, we'll say right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Um, and which is, it is very funny, very, very guys kind of yeah. podcast. But it, guy. I, yeah, I, I think it's funny. Um, but you put a lot of work into that one. Yeah. In, re, in regards to like, it, it's. Like you had to send in requests to like iTunes. Right. So review it to be. And it wasn't the same. I wonder, were you using an app for that one too? No, I just used a recording. Like, and then. It was a rec like a recording program. Gotcha. Because I'm wondering if that's what all, like maybe apps started off pretty basic and now they're all like that. Right. Because like, why wouldn't you? Anyway, yeah. most people probably don't want to hear about that. But yeah. that's kind of cool. So if you wanted to start a podcast, you could. I mean, anybody. Clearly anybody can start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> re oh yeah episode one we're already like 15 minutes in i'm still recapping episode one we're not recapping it really just for the purposes you know for people getting to know us we'll continue to share stories i guess we'll start social media at some point like a generic one yeah how do you share your podcast with people you don't know 
I think you have to either rely heavily on people sharing it for you, or okay. you pay, like, with the other podcast, you have to pay Facebook a, a fee, and they will send out your, oh. like, ad, advertising. I wonder the if there's, like, podcast. Reddit, not, but, you know, like, things where you would share it out there. I don't know. Because, so this is for me, like... I listen, well, because I'm 100 years old. Dougie's been listening to podcasts for what? Like, as long as they existed, pretty much. Yeah. Since that medium became, like, you're able to get it and listen. You've been listening. It started off with kind of famous people Mm -hmm. doing podcasts, people that you were already familiar with. Right. And then, like, listening to them. Me, I go, like, underground right away. Like, right away, I just look up, because, well, they probably didn't have those things as much in the beginning. Right. But now, you could look up anything. So, for instance, I look up Murder, She Wrote, and there's a Murder, She Wrote podcast, which, obsessed with, and they just ended it. Yeah. Of course. Of course, because I like something, it's over, right? It's like the, your curse of the, oh, my sister... My sister has, like, the curse of she starts watching a TV show, it gets canceled. So, she's whenever we're like, you should watch something, she's like, nope, because I'm going to cancel it. That's what I feel like with the podcasts. Yeah. Because that's not the first one that's happened to where I'm, like, got into it, and they're like, oh, we're done with it now. So, there's, like, no new content. Yeah. Um, but I was obsessed with the Murder, She Wrote podcast. And that should make no sense, because they were popular with it. That, I know, that drove Dougie crazy when he was at, and he's like, what? They've got all these listeners? People were making, like... <clears throat> like theme songs for them and sending them in drawings. Yeah. The one podcast I have to talk about and then we'll move forward is Hamilcast. I have to talk about this podcast. It was this, this is the kind of stuff that just is mind boggling to me. Yeah. It started off with two young women. Can you not be, can you just be paying attention to the podcast? He's already you. like, he's like looking off into the universe, picking at himself can we stop? Yes. My God. <laughs> really? Anyway. Hamilcast. Hamilcast. It started off with these two women who one had seen Hamilton at the time. One hadn't even seen Hamilton on Broadway. But they were like obsessed with the soundtrack and like all of the hype around it. And so they started this in, like, their one girl's Bronx apartment or something like that. Someplace in Manhattan, maybe, not even the Bronx. And, like, within a year, they've got, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda in their small, unair-conditioned apartment, like, doing the podcast with them. People are sending them tickets to the show. Like, (laughs) it's just crazy to me. They have, like, all of these people on. Yeah. She started doing, like, podcast cons, and, like, people are asking for her autograph. <laughs> it's crazy to me, right? Like, something like that, yeah. you know? There was no real connection that... No, there wasn't a real connection with that one. They didn't have a connection. And they have, like, a cast of characters, some friends that come on. One is a teacher who I adore. I think she's, like, amazing because she's, like, a history buff. So I really like that. And they get into the history of it. They're reading the book. I that the musical is based off of it, it's amazing anyway i digress but I, it's just amazing to me that there are people out there that really had no intention of it 
do being anything except like what we're doing. There's no intention here for us except like doing something together, I guess, right? right. Yeah. Even though we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's coronavirus because I can't see my real friend. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Anyway, um, it's forcing me to hang out with you. No, um, that there was real no intention on their part <laughs> to to do anything but talk about something that they, like, loved and that's kitschy at the time. I mean, now every everyone's Hamilton, but at that before that, not everybody was. And I'm not Hamilton. Right. You're not Hamilton. And especially, <laughs> and, and Murder, She Wrote. They're doing a podcast about a show that's been off the air for like 27 years. Yeah. And people obsessed with it. And if you're, if you care about it and, and want to listen to it, I suggest it. It's called Murder We Spoke. Unreal. So funny. That duo that does it. Yeah. They did it like, I don't know if they still do it, but they were doing also what started off as a Pretty Little Liars one. So these are not people that would, in the in that genre, that niche of murder she wrote, right? I think that's what attracts me to that, because that's also me, right? Yeah. I'm a nana. I love nana things. Yes, you do. I <laughs> love, I can't. I love the most basic nana things. I don't know. They bring me comfort. Yeah. Comfort. And I just love them. I just do. Anyway. Structure. So we were thinking about, besides telling ridiculous stories about, like, our adventures, if you will. Like, stuff that we wanted to talk about, I guess. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Are you like I'm feeling? No, are I'm, you? No, is it I'm, hot in here? Are you reclamped like, or I'm something? You're like falling asleep during our podcast. <laughs> it's so hot. I know, but you want to do it in the kitchen. Oh, that's what she said. Um. <laughs> 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 so yes, there is going to be a structure. <clears throat> yeah. At some point. At some point, I guess we'll work on it. Yeah, we like came we up. We have it, but. Well, we're going to have to figure out, like, what works if we want to even talk about stuff like that, right? Yeah. But we do have a couple of things. So, I guess stuff that, like, so Dougie and I are very different people. Would yes. you agree? Yep. Even the things that we like. But then there are things that we like together. Mm-hmm. Or things that, like, I would never on my own even go there with some things and then begrudgingly I've gone and then like learn to love it. Yes. And then there are things that you begrudgingly come along for the ride and you don't love it at all, but you find yourself (laughs) caught up with it. Yes. That just happened, by the way. I made him watch Kissing Booth 2 on Netflix. Yes, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm watching a teenage (laughs) Don't have any shame in your game. At one point, and I don't want to spoil it because it just came out, just in case people are listening and they want to watch Kissing Booth 2 on Netflix. (laughs) There was a point that Dougie audibly gasped. (laughs) He was like, (gasps) and I was like, you were in? I don't think it was an audible gasp. I think it was like a, oh shit. No. Like, I didn't gasp. You gasped. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Stop hitting the table. You're deafen people. 
you gasped. You were like, no, I mean, not like, oh, but like you were like, oh, in a moment in Kissing Booth too, and it was the cutest thing ever. It was very funny. Just admit it and move on. You gasped. Uh, anyway. You were like, oh. didn't gasp. you did. That's no. why I looked over at you and said it, and you had your shame face on. <laughs> You want to continue on our structure? Oh. Instead of... <laughs> Shaming you? Yes. That should be one of our things. Shame. Uh, shame on me. Shame corner. Oh, we have enough of those. That's for sure. So, yeah. So, structure. We have, like, sharing the TV. So, those kind of things. Because we are... You're obsessed with this table and it needs to stop. Sorry. You're, like, obsessed with the table, and it needs to stop. Okay. Please. Yes. <laughs> what? What is it? Okay, let's just get it out there. What's going on with the table so we could work through this? <laughs> the, screw, the screws came through the surface, and that was my fault, really. Oh. But, and it wasn't this time. It was before. It's just that it was never fixed. So, we only have two TVs in our house. Yes. We have the one in the living room. Yes. And then we have this, like, I don't, it's like a pocket-sized television, pretty much. But I won it. It was free. Yeah. So, I mean. Well, it's, it's 20. 17. 17 inches. 17 inches, which, I mean, comparatively now, that is a pocket TV compared to, like, the projection size screens that people have in their houses these days. Yeah. <clears throat> And so we have that upstairs, and it's got all of our uh, streaming services and stuff on it. We don't do regular cable. We just do streaming services because, right, there's just every... And I th we've, we started off with, like, Netflix, and we got Hulu. I, I mean, there are so many now, I don't even know how many we have. We might as well pay for cable. Yeah. But we don't have to worry about... Yeah, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. What drives me crazy, though, is... Fine. I don't mind paying for the streaming services, but now there's commercials in these streaming services. What is going on? I thought that's what we pay for. Right. The pleasure of not having to, like, sit through commercials. Right. But now it's like you get to watch the first episode for free, and then randomly all of a sudden you have to start paying extra for things, and then there's commercials now. Yeah. Like, Those what bastards. is happening? Those bastards. Yeah. So with the two TVs and the three of us, and especially in the time of corona, as in the time of cholera before, you're spending a lot of time with each other and a lot of time in the house. And summer's not a good time for us anyway. We're not like outdoorsy people, if you will, or summer people. So this is we tend to be inside during this time of the year anyway, unless like something specific is happening. Um, and... And so we wind up having to, like, juggle TV time. So we wind up having to learn to love TV that we wouldn't normally watch. Yeah. Right? So Murder, She Wrote. Obviously, as I've stated, I am a huge Murder, You like a lot of the retro TV, though. I do like retro TV. I do like a lot of retro television. I mean, that's what any streaming new streaming service we like add on to our retinue of streaming services. I immediately see what older shows they have. Yeah, like people are all excited about the new shows that are out, 
you know, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you a new show that's people, that's, I was just going to use, like, an example, you know, like, and I couldn't even tell you what a new show that someone's excited about right now. What is a new show? I don't know. Ex- I don't know. All I can tell you is, I know that Different Strokes is on a streaming service that I'm watching, and I'm watching the shit out of Murder, She Wrote, again, because that was previously on a streaming service, and then they took it off. Yeah. So now that it's back, and I could tell the world that we live in because I, like, couldn't wait to, I, like, was real, I was like, Iz, will you watch something with me? And she's like, yeah. So I didn't even tell her. I, like, surprised her and went on to the Peacock, which is where the murder she wrote is now. And and I was like, close your eyes. And she's like, what? I wonder what it is. And then she opened it, murder she, and she, like, was like, yes, murder she wrote is back on. Because I'm teaching her to be, like, a nana like me as well. So we've just been watching Murder, She Wrote again. And it's fantastic. It's how many seasons? Twelve seasons of goodness. I kind of feel like Jessica was the first Dexter. Because I think Jessica's the one who's murdering all these people (laughs) and framing all the people who are actually, she's accusing of. That is a, a, a prevalent theory now in, you know, in the... In the culture of J.B. Fletch. And I don't understand every episode inevitably. Yes. She's alone with the person who murdered someone. (laughs) And she's like, I know that you did it. And the person's like, well, I already killed somebody. Why don't I just kill you? Yes. You're a little woman. My big thing is before she got into the, she wrote a novel. After her husband passed away, it was a way for her to like heal or whatever. And he didn't pass away because of like some weirdness. He just, he got sick and died. So, you know, she was like a retired school teacher in like a Cabot Cove, Maine. Just on her typewriter. I appreciate all of these things. And then she's seeing dead bodies like all over the place. And not a, like not a a reaction to them. She's like, oh, just another dead body. I don't know. I feel like I would freak out if I I saw a dead body. I don't understand how she's like, not like, like, why does this keep happening to me? (laughs) First of all, if I was having a party, the first thing who I would not invite is her because someone inevitably winds up dead. A weekend party, she would never be on the invite list. In the 40 years I've been alive-ish, 40 years I've been alive. Four decades. I've seen one dead body. One. Wait, hold up. Did you have like a standby me moment? Or you mean, oh, like family. Yes. Okay, I thought you were going to be like, I was with my friends by the train tracks. <laughs> and we poked it with a stick. <laughs> we saw the dead body of a hobo. Like, okay, yes, like family members? Right. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of... I, I know you have. ...expired people, but not like a murdered person. <laughs> no, like, like I didn't work... I, I was never like, oh, my God, there's a dead body on the ground. Have a knife sticking out. Right, the like, yeah, we're talking about, like, murder scenes, not like... You know, yeah, family saying, stuff. Like, gotcha. Oh, no, no I've seen never... tons of dead bodies. <laughs> That's terrible, but, but it's true. But then building on that, I've never seen a murdered person either. Yes, I know. Did you see my face? You're I was like, like never wait. Seen a dead body? Well, no, and then you were like, that, well, no, then you were like, well, I saw one. And I'm like, wait a second, I feel like this is a story I should know about. I thought you were talking about, like, a random dead body. No. 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 Okay. I was like, wow, that's something... That I feel like you should have shared before this moment on a podcast. Mary had this theory that ever since we started hanging out, that it was a long con for me to 
Oh, yes. Bury her alive. I did. We weren't, I don't think we were even, like, date, like, official, if you want to call it. But I did, like, venture, well, okay, let me put it this way. So we started hanging out in 2010, right around the time of my birthday. Yes. What is the DVD that you bought me? <laughs> what is the DVD? Because I didn't have cable or anything at my house. I had like a little TV that was like a TV VCR combo that you saw in a door that you saw in a dorm room, and it had like I like plugged in like a twenty dollar DVD player I got at Walmart. So yeah, I he felt bad for me. I could tell he was like whoa, and it was like on top of a nightstand. <laughs> Living my best life with my little baby at the time. Um, but what was the DVD that you purchased for me? Dexter Season 1. <laughs> Dexter Season 1. I don't know if, I'm assuming at this point, if you haven't even watched the show, that you understand what it's about. Which is a serial killer that is, he doesn't like go after like, He's not just a serial killer for serial killer's he's sake. He's killing randos. No, he's going after people that he feels has are bad or wronged him in some way. Not him. They, they're bad people. In general. Yes. That he know, has learned about or discovered through his job. Like, they found a way for you to empathize with a serial killer. Correct. Because he goes right. after, like, child molesters. So that's, like, my birthday gift. Yeah. Very sweet and romantic. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was ecstatic, though. I was so excited because yeah. I didn't have the uh, opportunity to watch those kind of shows, right? That was like, I didn't have cable, let alone like premium channels. So that was exciting. But you could understand why I was like, oh, hey, is this like some sort of long con where you're going to come back and avenge my like bullyish behavior and like kill me? Because I need to make plans for my daughter. <laughs> and I said it like half jokingly, but was like, let me just throw it out there just in case. <laughs> That I said. What did you say? I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was going to, I was wronged by so many men at this point. I was going to start luring men and just killing them. Yes. That would have been a way better, cooler story. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So I murdered him. So I murdered him. That would have that's been a way cooler. snapped. That, that would have been a way cooler podcast. <laughs> Like the O.J. Simpson of podcasts. Yes. If I was to kill my him, podcast would be from like how a, I would do it. a stolen cell phone. What are you looking at in my glass? I'm just looking. Are you, are you looking at my glass with this? Yes. This was uh, is made. You what? Nothing. No. Why are you looking? Say it out loud. Say your words. We're, t- we're doing this. You don't have to explain that to me now. Well, this is important. I think everybody wants to hear about it. Why? Is the fact in married life, people, uh, your significant other does things to annoy you, like use the last ice cube and then doesn't fill up the ice cube tray. (laughs) But then she finds out. And then so I'm left to using old icy things that Isabella homemade like seven months ago. With tap water. (laughs) <laughs> I find out this evening. Well, I'd already... Talking about trying to kill each other. Uh, Douglas tried to poison us. I not. think he was so just... I don't know. He just was done with life one weekend. <laughs> and decided he was going to take us all out by making our lemonade with tap water. <laughs> and when I found out, I freaked out. I'm like, what are you doing? We have... 
a Brita that clearly that's what, what is, I don't get it. If we have a Brita that helps us filter our water, why would you think that making lemonade with tap water was okay? The lemonade kills all the stuff that's in the water. No, that's not <laughs> how it works at all. Actually, not at all. So then I thought we got over that hump. I was like, okay, maybe it was a lesson that needed to be learned. Don't poison us with the tap water. He uses the last ice cube. First of all, um, how dare you? Then I see the ice cube tray just on the counter, not refilled. So I was like, can you at least refill it? Like, that would no, be first great. You blame, first you blamed it on Iz. Well, usually it is Isabella. Because <laughs> why would an adult person do that? So much work. Yeah, it's so much work. So then he was like, all right, I'll fill it. And then he proceeds to try and fill the ice tray <laughs> with tap water. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Crazy pants. It's Not fine. okay. It's fine. So that's why I had this icy thing in my cup because I was, is made these like weird homemade, God only knows what's in these icy yeah, things. Tap water. <laughs> <laughs> no, she knows enough not to do that. Okay. I'm telling you, this was not made with tap water. She made homemade ices with fruit and honey in it. She was not using tap water. Listen, if I survived drinking out of the hose... Did you? Yes. I mean, you are alive, but did you survive? <laughs> <laughs> I were in those special classes. Douglas. What? You're a lovey. <laughs> that means she thinks I'm special. <laughs> And Iz treats me like that as well. Yeah, she... Well, Iz always defends you. Yeah. And I've watched that happen and that, you know, we've watched that play out over the years. That I could be... He says something to her and I defend her. And then she yells at me defending him, which drives me up the wall. <laughs> That's why. So I've given pretty much given up. But the one time... I don't know what happened. It set me off. And I revealed one of her deepest secrets that she's held for a very long time. I'm like the villain in her life. I mean, she and I get along pretty well. I think we're very close. But she still, I mean, she still thinks she's living some sort of Disney musical kind of world. So there has to be like some villain. And usually it's like an evil stepmother or some sort of mother figure like mother gothel or whatever so clearly i am the villain in her life because i call her on her shit um and and so i don't mind playing that part that's fine what douglas didn't realize was that he was not the knight in shining armor but like one of the little characters that the main protagonist collects. Quasimodo if like you will. Like Quasimodo if you will. Where i called around and was like i Stop. I know what you're doing, and I'm going to tell him what you're doing. And she was being a smart, smarty pants. I was like, what? And I was like, you're treating him like you collect stuffed animals and, like, you know, those pets that you like on Instagram that have, like, weird faces and are missing appendages and stuff. Dougie is one of those things that you collect. I know what you've done. And she was, she could have denied it and... They would have been like, knock it off. You're just trying to cause problems. She proceeds to freak out and is like, how dare you tell him the truth? <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I didn't think it was going to go that way, but it was a classic moment. It was, it was fantastic. 
yeah. She didn't even deny it, babe. No. She was just like, ah, snitches get stitches. She, she goes into like that, that laughing. Yes. That, that when somebody knows something's true. And, yeah, yeah. It was great. And so I busted that wide open. Now, didn't I? You did. Oh, my God. I got so far afield from our structure. We did. That's okay. At least you remember the word structure. I know. I couldn't remember. I'm telling you. There's something in this house. The juju in this house is nuts. So we'll talk about things like murder, she wrote, stuff like that, that we kind of get on with. Douglas winds up watching it. And, like, I could tell when it's been crossed over because it's watched without me sometimes. Like, say if I walk away or whatever, it's still on. Like, you don't always change the channel. Right. I don't know. You call it a comfort thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's a comfort thing. But we then we watch it because then we dissect the shows as well. Right. I mean, they're on in the well, background. Well, it's not dissect. We critique. We critique. But, like, we break it apart. We're, like, we get into, like, outfits and... and like, the craziness that's happening and how ridiculous some things are. Actors that play multiple parts. Oh, my goodness. Stop. That drove me crazy. So one of the uh, characters in Murder, She Wrote is Seth Hazlitt, who, starting in season two, is one of her, like, her little posse of people that you see. In Cabot Cove. In Cabot Cove. Um, and, and Seth is for the remainder of the show. Even if he's, like, apart from her, because she, like, moves at some point and stuff, but he's still around in episodes. In season... So I wasn't paying attention. It must have been one of those, like, I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, I see him, and this woman is calling him Sam. And I'm like, oh, my, I thought I found, like, one of those, like, treasures in a TV show where something got messed up. And I'm like, oh, they called him by the wrong name. His yeah. name is Seth, not Sam. And then I hear it a second time, and I'm like, something's amiss. I come to find out, in this episode, it's from the first season, he's playing an attorney named Sam with, like, some, like, like Colonel Sanders, like, well, I do declare, like, accent, uh, real crazy. And then they use, then in season two, they use him as the, do like, a main character, a do the doctor in Cabot Cove where he's got, like, the weird Cabot Cove accent. Right. It was, I, they just did that back then. Right. That's crazy to me. Yeah. You wouldn't see that now. Would you see that? I can't picture a show. Uh, I don't think I've ever, especially now. Modern time show. Could you picture someone? Because now there's continuity people. Right. Who kind of keep track of that stuff. Right. Whereas like, back then, they're just like, oh, yeah, who person. cares? They don't even remember. Right. Well, and the big thing of it, too, is we watch things all at once. Yeah. So if this was in the world of to which, like, Murder, She Wrote existed in, like, whatever it started, like, 84 or something like that, whatever that was. The distance between the episode we saw him in and when he appeared in season two was probably, like, a year and a half. Right. <laughs> probably because probably two it, years. Well, yeah, like, over a year. Because it would have been the remainder of the season yeah. and then a whole summer. Yeah. And then season... And then season... So people not, are going to be like, oh, that guy was in that episode. They Right. They yeah. wouldn't have even remembered that. Right. But now you see those things. Yeah. And they reuse people all over the place. It was crazy. So then we figured uh, what's interesting, and I think people can understand this, especially now more than ever, is what we call the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. Stuff that like we just randomly become obsessed with. And then all of a sudden you're, like, on some, like, mad, like, usually internet search for things. So right now, 
We're obsessed with like eBay movie memorabilia. Some of it is like the most ridiculous stuff ever. And yeah. the prices can be right. absolutely redonkulous. Yeah. And it's all taken on the premise that you're going to trust this person that is saying that this was like screen used or or part of the production. They usually use the word production. Which like a good a good a good example would have been like that person who had the Dark Knight burnt up Joker money. Right. And he must have purchased a large amount of it. Yes. But now he's selling it off in like single bills or triple bills. But the shady thing is, he's offering to send you a copy of the Certificate of Authenticity, which isn't the Certificate of Authenticity. No. It's just a copy because of it. Because he bought it as a lot, so right. he's not going to give out his original one. He's right. just going to give you a copy which, of it. Uh, it's, it's it's stupid. It's right, because the whole part, right? So part of it is because, and of course you look at movies, well, at least with us, casual you look at things that, like, movies that you liked or that, you know, mean something to you. But for, there are other people that are, like, they do that, but also investment pieces. Yeah. So, but when you're on eBay or even, like, those propertystore.com, like, those kind of propstore.com kind of places or whatever, you're really taking it, like, you have to trust them that it's authentic. Yeah. And so some of the stuff they sell clearly isn't. I, I got to tell you, less on some of the other stores because then that's their whole business. I don't think they're going to mess around necessarily. But the eBay stuff from the randos, that is, it's dicey at best. Yeah. Some of it's worth it because it's not that expensive. And the thing is, like, it's, it's, you see a lot of the movies on there that nobody... You don't think there's an audience for? No. Like the one I saw, somebody selling a giant lot of Peter Pan. <gasps> not like no, not the cartoon, and not Hook, or not one of the ones you like. The random one with that little blonde kid. I like that. See, that's Anyways, kind of cool to me. Jason no. Jason Isaacs was Captain. Yes, Hook. that that's actually a legitimate movie. I'm talking about the props that are like Death Wish three or like people love Death. Wish. Oh my goodness! See, this is what I mean. We're so different. We were at a comic con. <laughs> The first one I ever brought her to so she could experience it. Because she was one of those things that she was apprehensive, but then she got into it when we were there. And Bruce Campbell was there. And Bruce people Campbell... I'm telling you right now, people don't even know who he is. I'm going to explain. And they're was, still not going to know who he is. He was in this cult classic movie. I'm going to name a bunch of things. Somebody's going to know something he was in. <laughs> so he was in these cult classic movies, Evil Dead. The first one, the second one. Army of Darkness. And... He has done a lot of more modern things than Sam Raimi. Oh, he was in that show. What was that show Burn he Notice. was in? There we he go. He was Sam and Burn Notice. Gotcha. He was all three first Spider-Man movies. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, he's... But he's he's one of those guys that you're like, hey! And he, like, keeps up that Bruce Campbell persona. And, yeah. Uh, so, I was excited because he was going to be there, and I wanted to get a picture with him. So, I had paid the money to get the picture with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> And we get in this line, and my lovely uh, wife here is standing in the middle of this herd of nerds. <laughs> a nerd goes, herd. It was a nerd herd. <laughs> goes audibly, why is this line so long? Who the fuck is Bruce Campbell anyways? <laughs> and I'm like, really? Are you trying to get us murdered by, like, 
like retractable pencils and and fucking pocket squares and all this other nerd shit we could be murdered with. Oh, the nerd herd. Well, it wasn't even the paying for the pictures because everyone's got their thing. The line to go through and get your picture done wasn't bad. Yeah, it moved along. That moved along. Yeah. That's the first part of it. You got to you pay for a picture and still have to stand in line for an inordinate amount of time comparatively yeah. to get this picture done. They call you, "Oh, your time is at 11." Yeah, so is a thousand other people. Right. And then you stand in line. That went I have to say that went by quick. I don't remember even thinking about it. That was like 1 2 3. You then have to go back several hours later. So I think it was uh, there was some kind of backup glitch, one of, maybe. One of the, one of the printers All I know, this was something. my first experience yeah. with it. You have to go back to get your picture. Yeah. And it was talk about a nerd herd. It was six hours later. It was like it felt like we were in line, not even in line, just a group of people waiting for their picture for hours, we were, just though. standing there. It was a good amount. Maybe of time. an hour, if oh. that. Okay. Maybe an hour. Oh, I'm sorry. An hour. Did you hear that? An hour standing in line for a picture. People can hear you. You don't have to get this close. I'm, I'm going to get that close because I want people to understand how ridiculous. <laughs> an hour. Or it had to be more. Anyways, it felt like more. It felt like so much To more. get the picture then, we actually left, went back to the hotel, took a nap, <laughs> and went back to the convention to get my picture. Yes. That's how long it took. It was ridiculous. Six hours to get the picture. But then the the positive thing was Bruce Campbell had no line. So I just walked right over, got my picture signed by Bruce Campbell, shook his hand, said hi. Yes, you got to see. We'll have to talk about another Comic-Con experience. Yeah. That'll be exciting. So, rabbit hole. Yeah, that'll be something that we talk about. Because we randomly get on things where we're, like, obsessed with them. Yeah. And then, like, then we just stop. It's, yeah. And then we're on to, like, the next obsession. Yeah. You know? Um, food. So this is kind of exciting. So obviously in the... I've always been a maker of the foods, if you will. And she can make stuff out of nothing. Yes. Like, they could have... We could have mayonnaise, uh, <laughs> ketchup, pickles, and tuna fish. And she'd be like, here's this awesome food that tastes great that you wouldn't think would taste good, but does. I think at one point you had asked me how, like, I do that. And I was like, poverty. (laughs) (laughs) Poverty teaches you to put things together and jazz them up. Cookbook by poverty. Yes, poverty does that. Um, But I've really, I have to say, stepped up my game during the pandemic. In regards to, I've always made things, if it's on the weekends or, like, whatever. But um, going outside of our wheelhouse, if you will. Right, don't you think? Yeah. With different things. Um, so I was super excited then when we went to Dougie's aunt's house last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we were visiting and we were talking about recipes. And Douglas was like, oh, are Graham's recipes still around? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And immediately he was like, oh, I'm going to go get them. So they must have a spot. Do they yeah. have a spot in the house? Yeah. And he comes out with, there's a red binder, a, a like a recipe, like the tins, like the old school tins. With which, chicken on it. Which, by the way, I love, and I, but I know we have to give that back. <laughs> um, one of those, like, and two card catalog old school, like Betty Crocker. And then this one, I think, was like 
what like a weight wa- like a weight watchers like or something like watchers. old school which yeah. i can't wait to make and there's words like gelatin nox gelatin and there's words like tomato soup oleo oleo like you know um uh potato chip uh, crust chicken i'm I am so excited. We are going to work through these recipes. And there's a lot. And there are so many. There are so many recipes. I'm so excited. Some because they're just like those old school things that you're like, what is going on? But the other part, which makes it kind of special and cute, is obviously a lot of them are ones that were favorites of Dougie's because they belong to Graham. Yeah. So I did just this morning I got up. And Iz was looking through them, and she's like, no bakes. And I was like, oh, that's the first thing we should make. So we yeah. made the no bakes this morning, which are like the peanut butter and the cocoa and the rolled oats. It takes like five minutes. Yeah. You like put things together and go. So that was easy, but I wanted to do that. That was that was something super special. So um, they were delicious. That was That was pretty easy. Oh, the, oh, yeah, absolutely, sure. Can I have the, I need this pen here. So the no-cook cookie. So this is why we're going to need social media. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to be like, do you have a pen? Like, we should just share it on social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We should do that. But this is really easy. This I could tell you. So if you have a pen and paper, please be ready for this amazing uh so it's no cook cookies these are called Uh, we've uh at stores you you hear no bakes but these are called no cook cookies and it literally is two cups of white sugar one stick of butter yum a half a cup of milk oh i did change that up a little bit i used half and half today jesus i go for broke two cups of quick oats half a cup of peanut butter which I didn't think was like enough because I was like, these are like really peanut buttery cookies, but I get, peanut butter is a strong taste. So yeah, I would definitely not put more than a half cup because then it's just all peanut butter. Uh, one teaspoon of vanilla. I never measure vanilla. I just like yeah. put a little dunk in. I, I love that taste and it never seems to be too much. I've never made anything yeah. where it felt like it was too much, but one teaspoon of vanilla and seven teaspoons of cocoa, like powder. Um, you could probably use syrup if you wanted to, but the powder. Um, and I, we had special dark uh, cocoa powder, so I, I jazzed it up a little bit, but kept it very traditional. And all you do is take the sugar, the butter, the milk, and the vanilla, and put it in a pan and let it melt and boil for like a hot minute. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And. Um, Sorry, we were looking at podcast stuff. And then um, and then you drop it over the rolled oats and you dump them on a pan and it's that's it. Now, I put them because it was warm in here and it's moist, yeah. if you will, into the freezer. Yeah. Um, but normally you could let them sit out. Yeah. Uh, my best friend's mom, you'll probably wind up hearing a lot about her along the way. Soupy, as we call her. Soup. Soup-a-doop, our lady. She used to make those cookies, and we would just leave them out. You don't have to even refrigerate them, but in this hot weather, I put them in the freezer, and they were ready to go. So so that was it. That was our first recipe. Are you going to grab one? Yeah, grab one. Why? 
because so that for the next time, then we're going to say, like, this is the recipe we're doing. Oh, you want to go with another dessert? Yeah. yeah. Dougie picked a fudge recipe. So we'll try it out. Oh, it calls for oleo. So we're going to have to figure that out because that is what was killing people like dysentery. <laughs> Given that they were shitting themselves to death with oleo. So I don't, we'll figure that out. But so it's a fudge recipe that we'll have to check out and then we'll tell you about it next time. So um, a couple of more things that we're going to be doing um, besides our sharing the TV and our rabbit hole and food is parenting, which we've got, you know, so scads stories. of stories and, and, uh, crazy adventures, if you will. Um, married life, some things I think that any couple or anyone that's lived with someone can understand some of the stuff that we go through. Yeah. And then, um, the outside world, right? Like, you know, where we do rando trips to weird, scary places. Yeah. And how we deal with the, 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 the randomness that is life. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, someone said before we finish up, um, one of the comments was, you guys do sound kind of like friends. And I was insulted. <laughs> I was like, no, we are not friends. <laughs> we are not friends. Do you think we're friends, Douglas? You're my best friend. Stop it. 